following is a production of DallasCowboys.com and the Dallas Cowboys Football Club. How about them, Cowboys? Yeah! Cowboys! This is Talkin' Cowboys. Streaming live from the Dallas Cowboys World Headquarters at the Star in Frisco. Hand off, Elliott plowing to the goal line. Barry, sacked by Lord. Prescott keeps it, and he bangs it into the touchdown. And now your hosts, Isaiah Stanback. Heckma Harrison, Rob Phillips, and Kyle Yeomans. It is a Talking Tuesday edition of Talking Cowboys, presented by Tostitos, helping fans get in on the game. Once again, from the star in Frisco, alongside Heckma Harrison, Isaiah Stanback, Rob Phillips, we've got Chris Beam, as always, in the back. I'm Kyle Yeomans. Glad you're with us here for the next 45 minutes. We are going to preview the Las Vegas offense versus the Dallas defense, and we're going to take your calls as well, 888-855. 2297. That is 888-855-2297. We'll do that coming up here in just a little bit. Gentlemen, how are we doing today? Peachy. Peachy? Swell. Swell and peachy as well. (laughs) Doing good. We're we're embracing the short week, aren't we? Yeah. No, you got to get after it. It's 24-hour rule. Let's get out. Get in, get out. Let's not talk so about conf- that last game. I, I'm confused. I don't know what day it is. I don't know what time. What's going on, man? It we got a game on Thursday. So this is officially our Thursday. Thursday. Oh, yeah. this is the Jason Garrett thing. It's like yep. it's it's a Wednesday, but it's really like a thir- it's a Wednesday Thursday, and then tomorrow will be like a Thursday Friday Saturday. It's actually Friday. It's what, Friday. Well, yeah, because if, today's Thursday. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah but yeah. we've got two shows you know later. For them, it's a Friday. For us, it's a Thursday. That's what I'm saying. Right? I'm saying it's a Friday. It's a Friday. Okay, cool. Friday to them. Aha. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. Mike Tuesday McCarthy to us. Aha. Uh-huh. Yeah. That's what I. Yeah. Mike McCarthy was talking about it yesterday. He said it was a. It looked like a Wednesday when they walked in because they had all the packets and stuff, and the quality control was all there, and they always they they were ready for the the Vegas Raiders whenever they walked in the door, which is good. And the Cowboys are back on the practice field today. Rob, what does a, a week of practice look like this week? Whenever it is such limited time to get ready for Thursday, it's usually it's no pads. It's it's in and out, uh, almost like not meetings on the field, but very very light and. And Mike referenced it yesterday, especially once again with these uncommon opponents that they have not had a ton of success against in this AFC West. It's a lot of film study. It's a lot of quick crash course on what these guys do well. And there is some familiarity, uh, especially with the coaching staffs on the defensive side of the ball. But, uh, yeah, it's I think it's probably more mental than physical this week. Is that a good thing or a bad thing for this team? Because I don't know if I really <laughs> know that answer yet after what we've seen to uh, the last three weeks. That's a good point. Uh, a lot of flashcards, a, <laughs> a lot of flashcards. To Rob's point uh, this week, it's, it's mental. I mean, you physically can't go beat your guys down. They're still recovering. I mean, it takes Sunday game. We're on Tuesday. Your body honestly doesn't start feeling better like until about Wednesday of a normal week. So tomorrow, guys will be like, "All right, I'm, all right that that game is starting to come Getting up off me a little, a little bit. bit." Yeah. And so, I mean, then you're at the 24 hour rule. So. You can't do a lot physically because you because you will still literally be recovering from last week's game. No, I mean both of you guys are spot on, and the way that you handle this is just trying to get. I don't even know if these guys can be healthy by Thursday. You just limp into Thursday, uh, but and right now, I guess what I've been thinking about watching uh, the Raiders is, man, could we potentially be paying, playing uh, uh, the right team at the wrong moment right now? Interesting. And, and, Interesting. and so I just. 
look, there's a lot about them offensively and defensively that you, you if you start fast, you go in there, you handle your businesses, you can make this an easy game, or you can make this uh, a long Thanksgiving for everybody. Yes, you could. Very easily. We're going to get into that coming up here in just a little bit. But first, news and notes. A couple guys gave given some updates on yesterday. Mike McCarthy was at the podium. Uh, we'll start with C.D. Lamb. What's the possibility of him getting out of concussion protocol and ready to go for Thursday? I mentioned yesterday on the show, and it does sound promising or possible. Uh, Mike said he was in all the meetings yesterday, so that is encouraging. There is a multi-step process to eventually getting back on the field. You have to pass all these separate steps uh, in the concussion protocol, but it's possible. you got two days left, so um, we'll see there. And Demarcus Lawrence is getting closer. He's okay. going to be starting his practice window soon, maybe as early as this week. And I wouldn't look for him to play in this game, but Saints are next week, possibility. So who that? Starting to get healthy, and it looks so. I guess he's ahead of schedule compared to like Randy Gregory or Neville Gallimore in terms of being activated at this point. It's crazy. What is taking so long for Neville Gallimore? Was there a setback there that we don't know about, or was there something elbow, going on man. there because of it was a dislocated elbow? That's a lot for a defense a interior defense lineman. I, see, that's and I don't, that's a whole I don't hell of a lot. disagree. Yeah. I mean, you're pressing against 300-plus pounders every play. You're reaching. You're literally trying to shed that's blocks and reach out there, and which got him in trouble the first time, right? You're, you're, you're engaged with a block, and now you're trying to reach out and stop another 200-and-some-pound man running full speed. That elbow has to be right. Hmm. And there's a lot of ligaments and joints in there which have to be strengthened. So that's, And I'm pretty sure he'll be out there playing with the, the, you know, the, the, the good old Don Joy you know, knee brace as an elbow brace mm-hmm. on there, like the Tyron Smith. The Tyron Smith, <laughs> yeah. Um, you should patent that. That's a bad injury, though, for a, for a defense alignment. Because it was originally what six to eight weeks was the initial diagnosis, but it's been. Eh, I mean, that's what they said 14 about weeks. Said, that's what they said about Tank too. Yeah, and you know, when Tank broke his foot in 2014, it was closer to like this timetable. Yeah. So. No, and they've had success. You don't have to rush guys, Facts. and they're not going to rush guys anyways. But what's up, Hank? <laughs> why won't you tell me? Why won't you just? Why don't you? Why don't you tell us the about, about what? Tell the people what they want to hear. What Tyron Smith? I, Tyra I see. I can't do that. I tried to be optimistic Friday to really to make 70%. you happy, and it didn't, it didn't work. <laughs> you wanted me to go above fifty percent. I went above fifty percent. I didn't play. So I'm going to say fifty percent. Fifty percent. I'm going to say 50%. He will be questionable, I think. We'll see. Now, look, I, they do sound more optimistic this week than they did last week. Steven said, barring a setback, I think he's playing yesterday on the fan. Can I ask a question? Yeah. Not knowing what we do know about what had just took place in that game on the defensive front for them, for mm-hmm. the for the opposing team. I'm not even going to refer so to it So forget what happened. Forget what happened. Last week. <laughs> Which game is it more important for Tyron to be there? Last last week's game or this week's game? This week's game, for sure. No doubt. <laughs> I agree. Unbelievably no doubt. I would have taken him Sunday. I would have yeah. loved Over him Over this Sunday. week? Yeah. Yeah, against, well, the strength in, of any, Kansas in, City's any defense. Week, any week. I agree. The strength of Kansas City's defense is Chris Jones in the interior. The strength of the Vegas defense Freaking, is Max Cro- Crosby, Crosby coming yeah. off of the edge. Yeah. So what are they taking over there? Can I just ask that question? What, are, what, are they take, what kind of supplements are they taking over there that they are juiced up the entire game? The motor is the real. The motor is real on that side of the ball. They, I mean, 
goodness gracious, you think it's preseason and somebody's trying to get a roster spot. But Mike, Max Crosby has always been like that. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Max is just, he is every everything on go. Balls to the wall. Uh, with him. But, man, usually when I when we come in here on Monday, I watch the game twice. I couldn't watch the game on twice on Sunday. I could only watch it once. But Chris Jones, man. Oh, okay. Dude. Just, I mean, 95, Dak is still seeing 95. <laughs> you know, like you stare at the sun, you close he's, your eyes, he's, he's still, still, he's he still changing numbers this he's week. He's still seeing this numbers. dude. Because offense, our offensive line got dominated, and that's why I asked this, the question about uh, Tyron Smith, because we need him back, period. Oh, I mean, uh, for our running game, uh, there's so much to be desired. Our offense just sputtered, and you can't get anything going. Uh, I know a lot of people have been on Dak, but, man, what could Dak do? Literally, what could Dak do? He had no time, even in the offense where he's as quick as any quarterback in the league at getting the ball off. He just had no time. Yeah. Period. And watching the game back, because I didn't hear the broadcast Sunday, but Troy mentioned that, that, you know, he's he's not in rhythm. And I think people maybe want to compare, you know, correlate it to the calf and all that. Jerry on the fan this morning said that's not – it's not an issue. I, I do think he was out of sync. You know, when your protection's not there, look, he's got to make throws. I mean, he didn't play as well as he needs to play. Everybody knows that. He's got to play better. But, but yeah, I think the, the protection, we said it yesterday, that was the biggest factor, I think, offensively. And, look, you were right, too, because Mike said it yesterday. Jerry echoed it. They agree with you, Heck. They needed to run the ball more than they did uh, Sunday. That's 16 carries, and that was a season low, by the way. I, I averaged it out. They were averaging 31 attempts or 32 mm. attempts a game going in. Now, you've played with a ton of leads, but they probably should have strived for more balance in that game than they had. Mm. And that's going to be something to talk about in yeah. tomorrow's show, too, because I want to ask about the, run, the, the, the rushing offense, the rushing attack, because it has not been great. <laughs> Over the last month, really. Since I mean, the Giants you, game. Really, since the, you're exactly right. Since the Giants game, there hasn't been the same level of success. So we're, that's going to be a lot of what tomorrow's show is. But before we start taking calls, and, and we'll, we'll take some calls after our first break, but uh, let's talk about this Las Vegas offense. Mm. Derek Carr and company, what a, I mean, this has been such a crazy season for them off the field, and it's starting to translate on the field. The Vegas Raiders have lost three straight games ever since their bye week, and their bye week, which was the bye week that included the the Henry Ruggs incident, and he's still yeah, right. uh, being processed through all of that. He's been released. He is not, no longer a part of the Raiders organization. Uh, John Gruden was a couple weeks before that. He was let go, parted ways by the Raiders organization. And then after that, Damon Arnett. First-round cornerback last year taken out of the picture because of a, a social media video. So this has been a trying season for the Las Vegas Raiders yeah. from the get-go. And they are they at first were able to kind of weather the storm a little bit and won a couple games. But since that bye week, since the Ruggs deal and then the Arnett release, they've lost three straight and they have not looked great. So offensively, what are the strengths of this team, and, and why is that not necessarily translated over the last couple of weeks? Man, this this team really is a hard team to gauge. Um, and obviously, because of the controversy and everything that you just said, it's, uh, that's an understatement. No, I wouldn't yeah. have to deal with all of that as a team and then still have to go out and face uh, opponent, opponents. But Coach Basaccia, that used to be Rich Basaccia, that used to be a special teams coach here, has done absolutely his best uh, to try and get things on the road. This last three-game slide for them has been bad. Uh, defensively, they have looked like – 
we, we talk about the molder and some of the things and players that they have, but you go back and you look at the film and you go, man, especially against the game against the Giants is one that I watched that in depth and just seeing the the faults in their defense and, and some of the guys that they have on the outside that are good scheme, but in the middle of their offense, excuse me, the middle of the defensive line, they have uh, some problems. Where And I think we can exploit that just talking about the running game. Uh, but offensively, look. <laughs> They haven't been able to do a lot since they've lost some of the key pieces. But Hunter Renfro mm-hmm. uh, is a look. He's not a speedster. He's a, he's a tech, he's going to be a very technical wide receiver. But they have a guy number eighty three, Darren Waller, and I'm I'm really curious to see what what you think about him because in evaluating the tape on eighty three and Derek Carr, that is his safety blanket. Mm-hmm. He wants to get the ball out of his hands. He wants to get the ball to number eighty three. Jacobs in the running game. Eh. Okay, but they have a guy by the name of Kenyon Drake. If you guys forgot about him last year, um, he's a dude. Twenty carries, one hundred sixty-four yards, and two tubs on us. Arizona, yeah, Arizona. Yeah. So I mean, look, man, mm. I, I yield the floor. <laughs> so, you guys, let me know what y'all think. What do you think, Isaiah? I think these guys are a pass, a passing team. However, you, I mean, you know, to Heckman's point, you know, they've had a heck of a rough year. That I don't even know how you even play but they've had a rough year and this team is capable of a lot this team is very capable these guys are momentum type uh team especially offensively um they have a lot of youth they they're they're the the foundation let's go back to gruden the foundation of their team is hard-nosed players mm-hmm. that's the foundation of their team right obviously things are changing now head coach isn't there anymore but the players are still there and those guys were there because they are gutsy type hard-nosed get after it balls to the wall type players offensively and defensively jacobs at the running back position is a freaking horse yep. if you let him get going which you can't allow to happen um, but these guys respect their offense because as good as our offense is they're third best in the league in passing we're mm-hmm. fifth Mm. Don't forget it. I'm gonna run that back. <laughs> yeah. We're third. I mean, they're third in the league in passing. We're fifth in the league in passing. So we better respect what they can do offensively um, on that side of the ball. David Carr, get to him. If you can get to him, he'll turn the ball over. If you don't get to him, these guys are like the, they're another juggernaut team. They're, if you allow them to get confidence, they'll get rolling because they're athletic. They're tough. They got some. They got some cats that that really don't care what you got to say or do. They're gonna bust you in your mouth. They're gonna keep fighting. Um, they don't have any softies over there. So um, to that point, David Waller or uh, Darren Darren Waller. Waller's a dude. He's a big boy. He can run. He creates mismatches. A lot of his big plays come off of play action. So if you can if you can negate their running game, then you can kind of negate what Waller does. Curse uh, has his hands full. Uh, and then on on the outside, obviously with Renfro, he's he's a dude too. He's what fifty six yard, fifty six catches for five twenty four. So I mean, he's 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 a guy. He's he's a pretty elusive route runner. Kind of, it's kind of weird. Yeah, what a stretch for J. Ron Curse, Travis Kelsey, good luck, and buddy. Darren Waller in four days. That's that's and hey, he had a nice wow. pick, he had a nice pick in the game on Sunday. <laughs> hey, you're welcome. Uh, <laughs> yeah, for sure. Shout out to Eddie and uh, the the Raiders digital team because they've been through a lot. Yeah. Our friends with the Raiders, they've been through a lot this year. Yeah. Uh, Rich Basaccia, to your point, I, 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 he's a family guy. I think he's the he's the perfect guy for them to step in and try to lead this team through all the things they've been through so far. Yeah. Um, I, yeah, they're, they're they're a good passing team. Derek Carr can sling it. We've watched yeah. it for years. Um, 
they haven't been as prolific during this three-game losing streak, though. I mean, he, he, he racked up the yards the first month. He's been at 296, 261, 215 the last three games, all losses, and they've, they've scored 16, 14, and 13 mm. uh, this past Sunday against the Bengals. And, and I you know talked about guys the Cowboys are missing yesterday. Tyron, Amari, I, again, I don't think those are excuses. I think those are facts. I think, you, obviously, those guys can help the Cowboys offense. Not having Henry Ruggs in their lineup is clearly making a difference. Yep. I mean, heck, and I talked about before the show, for years this has been a a team offense based on speed. They yep. draft speed. They want speed. They want to get vertical. And they don't have that element of their offense right now. Waller's their guy, and he's, he's an outstanding tight end, maybe the best in the league. But – you know they they don't seem to have that element right now, and they've been playing from behind, and it's been difficult. And they've also had some guys, some changes in their offensive line. They've changed out a couple uh, spots in their interior because of injuries. Um, so they haven't been as prolific. We'll see, we'll see if they can get anything going in this game, though. That's a great point because when you look at the Cowboys' defense, what has been the number one most consistent weakness all year long? Giving up the big play. That's consistently across the board been a weakness because they give up the big play quite a bit. The The Raiders have two plays over 50 yards this season. One of them was to Henry Ruggs, who's no longer a part of the team, and that was a 61-yard touchdown. And then Brian Edwards had a 51-yard score as well. So he's a, a decent receiver on the back end well as well. I liked him out of South Carolina uh, whenever the draft rolled around a couple years ago. But overall, you don't look at this team and you say they're built for the big play. I don't see that. I don't see them being built for the big play. I see them built for sustaining drives, yeah. moving the ball down the field, which, in my mind, it's worse. Oh, I was thinking it matched up better with the Cowboys' Ooh. defense. You don't think so? I, I don't. Why is I that? Don't. It's easier to stop a team that, that relies on the big play. We just did it. Okay. We just did it. We, we stopped a team that relies on the big play. Mm. Kansas City's not built off of sustaining drives. Kansas City's built off of big plays, right? Tyreek Hill, you know, you back your safeties up. You make sure those guys, are, when he crosses the formation, when he crosses the field, that you have your backside safety, cut him off, and all those things. Teams that are built to sustain drives, those are the teams that wear you out. Mm-hmm. Those are teams that wear you out. If you allow them, they're, they're equal opportunists, right? They give Jacobs the ball, he'll beat you down a little bit. Then you play action, you give Waller the ball, then you go to Renfro, and these guys are used to 10, 12, 14 play drives. Those are the teams you worry about because they'll just they'll just keep eating away at you, eating away at you because there's not one thing that you that you're waiting on. You're not waiting on them to make that one big attempt at a big play for you to get to to capitalize off that mistake. They're not they're not that team. So for in my eyes, it's actually. Worse for us now. They have less weapons, so that's always awesome. Yeah, right. But in terms of holistic and their approach as a, as a team, when they're third in the league and passing, these guys will chip away at you. I was thinking more of the the Cowboys are built for a matchup better than that. I, I feel like they're built to to take on teams that are built that way. Yeah, I mean that are ready to. to but both of y'all are right though. I, I, absolutely. <laughs> yeah. but think about how dangerous is a team when they're third in the league and passing, and they only have two plays over fifty yards. Boom. Yeah, but you got to sustain drives, and they haven't been able to sustain drives. Lately, yeah, exactly. Lately, these yeah, last lately. couple games, I think lately, they had, yeah, four, yeah lately, four, 14 straight unsuccessful third down attempts going back to Kansas City yeah. in this Bengals game. My they, lord, they, they're having trouble, and you know, and they've got Deshaun Jackson to try to try to get that get, get that get that vertical element back, but it hasn't, it, you know, it hasn't connected. I really. thought I was reading that wrong when I saw Deshaun Jackson's name. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like, like he's why won't he just retire just and go, go away? away. He's, been, been, he's been a problem here. He keeps showing up yeah. for us. I do not like that. Guy, he just comes out of the Salvation Army kettle. I mean, so I mean, it's like, it's like <laughs> where did he come from? And here he is. Um, but but you guys are right. I mean, either way it goes, I think. 
first down and third down, we've been played. Giving up the big run on first down, giving up, you're not getting off the field on third down. It's going to be important for us. Mm-hmm. This team is one that if you get on top of them, Derek Carr will make mistakes. Yes. He will turn the ball over. And we've seen where turnovers come in bunches mm-hmm. uh, for this team. I think the weakness for the Raiders is their offensive line. And I think Alex Leatherwood, uh, the guy that they drafted, I think 17th overall, and everyone was mm-hmm. surprised about him out of Alabama. He's a big old dude. Right guard. Right guard. Yeah. Uh, right guard. But the, he was a, originally a tackle. Right. At, at Alabama, he was a tackle. Yeah, so they tried him at tackle, and he he, he, he was horrible. And then his PFF grade, as we you know, as I'm trying to win this argument, uh, his PFF grade was bad, and they moved him down uh, to guard. But again, another really big guy that I think you could take advantage of on the offensive line. Our guys have got to pin their ears back and come after Derek Carr, period, dot, the end. Yeah. Leighton Vander Esch has to have a better game uh, in coverage, in the run game. All of those things are going to be contingent on the success that we're going to have. But I just feel like as a matchup is concerned, with even without having our weapons in Tank and Randy, um, I just feel like being able to attack these guys, get Derek Carr on the ground, he will make some mistakes and give us the ball. So where should the bazooka play? Oh, I was just about to ask that question. This, so, so two things in this game. Because I understand where his value is on the edge. You can bring him all the time. But the when bazooka you, is Micah Parsons, by the way, but if, you're, if also, you're just the show. But also <laughs> the way that we've seen that he can cover running backs out of the backfield. I mean, I'm, I'm really of the – as the more he plays, I realize he can he could do it all. Oh. So why relegate him to one thing over another? Seeing him last week playing on the edge is like, boy, this boy is he's hunting out here and it's really hard to stop. But then there are other times where he's such a novice at rushing the passes that you see his moves kind of get confused. Now, does his win rate overlap that? Yes, absolutely. But I think linebacker-wise, Keanu O'Neal is going to have to do so much more. And if we can rely on our linebackers to do it, then I think we don't have any problems with putting him on the edge and leaving him there yeah I, I don't disagree I, I don't this is a game where we played last week against Kansas City we know we can't get behind we know you can't get behind and this, you got behind and you got behind so it was a wrap from the get-go this game is not a game that I wanted to even be close this is <laughs> you want this to be Atlanta yeah yeah, yeah I mean you're I'm, I'm just serious but why he, though because these guys are built off of confidence. These guys, these are a comp- these guys are our momentum team, and they can they can snap into it just like Doggone Thanos could snap his fingers. These guys can snap into it all of a sudden. Oh shoot, let's go! We're the freaking Raiders, and they go, and they and they freaking go. And then you got to worry about Crosby and, and freaking Yannick and all these other cats start going and flying up the field. You don't want these guys to play with even a speck of confidence mm-hmm. because they are a team that is dangerous. They they have they have weapons now. Let's not let's not confuse. Yeah, they they've had a bad stretch here. They've yeah. had they've had a bad year. The team just that started in five and two. Absolutely, these guys are a threat in the AFC. So let's respect them. Let's we need to get up. <laughs> please get up. Please 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 get up. I'm 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 begging y'all, Cowboys, <laughs> get up. Let's not make this a competitive game because it's already a uh, it's already a, a high profile game. There everybody's already gonna be jacked up and juiced. These guys don't get this game all the time. Dallas does, right? So you have they have an opportunity to play on Thanksgiving. Everybody and their mama's gonna be watching the game. The cousins, everybody overseas and on islands, they're all gonna have the game turned on. And if the game is competitive, they will find the extra juice. So please, we need to get up early. I just want to talk about the bazooka just real quick. Go for it. Uh, and I love that nickname. He, I've been a proponent of just keep him where they've done. Just He loves chess. Make him a chess piece. Move him all around. He can do so much for you depending on matchups. But you watch that game on Sunday and you're like, 
he's Von Miller at times. Like mm-hmm. he, could, he could be it's Von Miller with comparison. that first step and just screaming off the edge, and it's really exciting. I, I it's interesting to see what they're going to do with him. You felt I sounded you. I just I fluctuate hey, week to week when hey, I see him don't do you that. Leave him alone. <laughs> <laughs> sound a real Heckman-ish. No, leave him alone. Leave him alone right now. But <laughs> ultimately, I think what they're doing is the right call. But sometimes he makes those plays, and you're like, this guy, Whoa. this guy could be a yeah, ten-time Pro Bowl edge rusher he if he wanted be. to. I mean, he he already told us that he could play any position on the field. So. Well, and I believe that there's there's athletes that come around every so often that can have that impact no matter where they're at. This game, I agree with he needs to be at the second level, and I feel like I say that every week. But there's a dude in that backfield that we need to keep an eye on, Jacobs. And, it, and Jacobs. And there's also a dude that's going to be lined up with his hand in the ground that can run Water. routes, and he's not small by any means. And we need somebody to be able to run out and, and take some shots on his chest, and he can't do that from the end position. But I thought Hilaire coming back for Kansas City was that kind of matchup where you had to worry about you know, ha- use him off the ball with his speed, and they they said, you know what, we have to get to Mahomes, yeah. so we're going to put him there. H- Hilaire is more is shifty. Jacobs wants to run through your chest cavity. Two different backs. Mm-hmm. Two totally different backs. Right? Jacobs Pollard and Zeke. Yeah, exactly. One exactly. finesse, one physical. One yep. finesse, one physical. Hilaire, you got to you got to guard him with multiple people. He's not a guy that you can just, hey, you got Kenyon him no Drake time. Drake could be that guy for him. He too, not, Kenyon Drake is that guy. Yeah. <laughs> Let's not let him yeah. get in there and get going. Yeah. I just wanted to shower him with praise for a second. No, he's a beast. Because eight sacks so in ten good. games, and, and really it's been three games out of ten, week two and three, and then this last game where he's really been an edge rusher. Other than that, he's been a third down specialist. He has more case. sacks than their best guy. <laughs> big case. Mm. All right, let's step aside. When we come back, we are going to take Cowboys Nation's calls. Come on now. Give us a call, 888-855-2297. We talk to you next on Talking Cowboys. There's nothing as unique as our eyes which is why Essilor pioneers ways to make lenses as unique as you. Verilux for super sharp vision, Essential Blue for protection, and Grisol for freedom from glare. Three cutting-edge solutions in a single unique lens. So whatever your needs, insist on Essilor. Visit your local Essilor experts and find the perfect lens for you. See more. Do more. Essilor. New Dr. Pepper Zero Sugar. You deserve it. I do deserve that. You deserve decadent flavor without sugar. And a day at the beach without sand getting everywhere. And a relaxing bath that your children don't interrupt. I deserve all that? It's really just a visual metaphor for Dr. Pepper Zero Sugar. Everything you want, nothing you don't. A visual metaphor on the radio. I do deserve that. Dr. Pepper Zero Sugar. The zero you deserve is finally here. At AT AT&T, everyone, new and existing customers, get our best deals on every smartphone. Why? Because you deserve it. For turning your living room into your office and your gym. For teaching grandma how to video call. And teaching her again. It's the button on your left, Nana. Okay, your other left. It's not complicated. Everyone deserves something new. So AT&T has given everyone, new and existing customers, our best deals with every unlimited plan on every smartphone, even the latest ones. AT&T may temporarily slow data speeds if the network is busy. Restrictions and exceptions may apply. Hi, I'm Clint Tillerson with... And I'm Jay Novacek. And we're both with... United United Ag and Turf. Turf. The official tractor provider of the Dallas Cowboys. So, if you need a tractor to bale some hay, a mower to cut some grass, or a gator to get some chores done, get a John Deere at United Ag and Turf. And then, let's get to work. Hey, Jay, that's my line. (laughs) Well, not today. Get to work with a John Deere tractor package that's just right for you and your budget. Visit unitedagandturf.com. 
Back to Talking Cowboys. It is a great people, great pay replay here on Talking Cowboys. You've heard it already. Jason Witten has joined the Caliber Collision team. You can join him to do great work with great people for great pay and apply right now at jobs at caliber.com. That's jobs at caliber.com. Oh, Alex, shoot. how do you oh, sit on that? What's that? Freaking name, Bible? bro. This is why I got back problems. <laughs> yeah, that's absolutely why you got back problems. That's a doggone door wedge. <laughs> <laughs> Rob Phillips just pulled out. No, you got to show that, Rob. Show that, please. What is what? that, bro? What in the heck is going on? Front pocket. I think I got like my middle school ID badge and all that. You know, I just bro. don't, I don't throw oh, things away. I'm not a hoarder, but I don't throw Oh, you just I'm, definitely just told on yourself. Self right there. Yeah, that that right there. That's disgusting, bro. I don't think there's not one dollar bill in there, and that's still like that. Mm. Yeah, it's caliber collision. Wall. You got a couple stacks. That's in there. a collision, all right. Is, uh, <laughs> is can we see your middle school ID badge? I don't really think I have it, but I'll search for it. Okay, bro. okay. I just want to see it. Bro. Yeah, your back will be, be jacked up, bro. It already I, is. I will I say it already is. My Jesus. my UNT student ID is still in my wallet too. So really? wow. Yeah, but you're. You're a lot younger. Yeah, he's like six <laughs> months removed from it. <laughs> right, right. <laughs> a little bit more. He than just, just UNT bars. That's what it is. Yeah, that's actually, honestly, I have done that. Don't tell on me, but I've done that for you sure. Just told yourself. Definitely walked up <laughs> and been like, "Listening the show, right?" Unbelievable. Yeah. All right, let's, let's talk to Troy in Philadelphia. Fresh off the monkey bars. <laughs> what's up, Troy? How's it going, my man? Hey, man. What's going on, guys? How you guys doing? Good. 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 Great. Good, good. I'm glad to hear that, man. Man, you, I love you guys, man. I, I normally don't get a chance to listen live, but you know, holiday week and everything, so I get to get a chance to. Tell hey, you Troy. Something. Troy, did you just? Yeah, you, you're in Philly. Yeah. <laughs> you're. Oh, believe me, I'm, I'm behind enemy lines. You Wait a minute, out. you're a cowboy fan in Philly? Oh, you have no Dog. idea how much I get it. Hey, man, <laughs> I'm, I'm sending you a pound through. I don't know digital. <laughs> Pound right now. That's that's one hundred right there, brother. Bro, that's, he's, that's, he's an insurgent. He's doing God's work. It's hard to do. You know, I can't say that I'm a Cowboys fan if I'm just ordering my phone, man. It's, it's ridiculous. Mm. <laughs> Don't do it. <laughs> it's crazy. Uh, but look, man, I wanted to um, I, I wanted to chime in, man, because I keep hearing this thing about. The, the offense and the, you know, how we had all these injuries. You know, Tyron was out and uh, uh, Coop and we didn't have CD for the second half. But I'm sorry, guys. I I watched this defense ball out all season and they have not been whole. Like they didn't have their two top DNs in this game and they neutralized the best quarterback in the world. And we're making excuses, and I'm not saying, you know, you guys. I get Tyron Matters. I get it. We saw that last year. Um, it's not just last year. Gonna... Archer had the stat. They're 18 and 19 when he doesn't play mm. career. They, it's a problem. It always is a problem. Yeah, right. It, 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 it is a big deal, but, just, again, this defense is balling out without its best players, and we don't make it, like, we're not making excuses for that. Like, they are balling out. They stopped or, or neutral. They didn't stop them. But they neutralized the best quarterback in the game without their best two DNs. And we're making excuses on the offense. I'm sorry. I, you know, that can't be 
missing passes. We can't be dropping passes. Like, this is supposed to be an elite offense who everybody says can beat you however they want to beat you. But Kellen seems to want to beat you with the passing game. And he'll take the running game if it's working, but he seems to want to beat you with the passing game. I'm, I, I just I, I, it's hard for me to make excuses for the offense when we when we when we haven't seen this defense play whole the whole season. And if you really think about it, other than the Tampa game, when you know Tom just took it, Brady just took it, but the two the other two losses that we've had, it's been because the offense let us down. It wasn't the defense. It was the offense that, that let us down in both of those games. And we, mm-hmm. we this is supposed to be an elite offense. And that, that, that's what I keep hearing. And that's what I see when we're winning. But when we're losing, it's the offense that's letting us down. Thank you so much for the to... thank you so much for the call, Troy. You are the man out in Philadelphia. Keep doing great work out there. And honestly, he poses a great question because He's right to a certain extent. I, I don't know if you could blame the the defense or the offense only for the the Denver loss. That was a little bit of everybody, but you could blame the offense for the Kansas City loss. Certainly, oh yeah, you could totally do that. But yeah. Denver was a little bit of everybody, and then like you said about the the Tampa Bay game, that was Tom Brady being Tom Brady at the end. You played well throughout that game, but why why is that? Why do we make excuses? And once again, by we, I mean just basically Cowboys Nation make excuses for the offense versus the defense, and the defense is still getting the job done. Is there that much of a discrepancy between the two sides, between the two units when they're missing their best pieces? First of all, shout out to you being an insurgent in Philly, because that's (laughs) tough. Um, uh, Huh? Keep going. Oh, okay, that's certainly yeah. <laughs> uh, I'm sorry. Uh, <laughs> um, however, I I don't disagree with you. Though that's fair analysis. That is very fair analysis in terms of you, those guys, you know, failing on certain games, things of that nature. Understand this: it's not the same because it's harder to play offense, and some people may not digest that very well. What it's. It's harder. Players, boy. It's harder to play. It's, it's at those positions. It's harder to replace an offensive tackle versus replacing a defensive lineman or a defensive end. Mm-hmm. It's just more difficult. You can lose a defensive end that's getting paid, like our guys are getting paid, and replace them with a guy that gives crazy Max Crosby effort. And you might not get all the production, but you're gonna get it. You're still gonna get a hell of a lot of pressure and and put some stress on that offense. When you miss an offensive lineman. You, you it, it demoralizes you simply because there's so much technique that's required to be effective at those positions. Receivers, it's, it's hard in this league at receiver. If you lose a receiver, it affects you major in a major way too. Why? Because there's so much technique that goes in getting a release and and you know and just the savviness of getting in and out your breaks and things of that nature. You lose a running back, the, the league's starting to figure this out. You lose a running back, eh, I can replace a running back. Mm-hmm. I can replace a running back. It may not be as effective, but we it won't be that far of a drop off, right? But there's just certain positions that you just can't afford to lose, and that unfortunately is the case with the Dallas Cowboys. You can't lose linemen. Plus, I think the environment they were in was not conducive for a lot of youth on the left side of that line, and it was a factor in the game. It's not an excuse; it's a fact. Watch the game; it was a problem. Yeah. And I, yeah, I mean, look, everybody's right. They didn't make plays that were there to make. Mm-hmm. They didn't. They didn't step up and make plays. The drops, the penalties, it all rolls into one. It's not just oh they didn't have these guys. They didn't win. They didn't make play, simple plays to win games. I'm I'm not disputing that. But I'd also think 
we just talked about Micah Parsons for 10 minutes. Like, yeah, you're missing your top two edge rushers, but he's changed this defense because he can play anywhere. You can plug him in, and he's got he's got more sacks than anybody on the team. So they have more depth at that position this year than they do on the offensive line, based on what we've seen. Yeah, may may have been a wrong week to try and plug in a new left guard uh, as well. And I'm not saying that Connor McGovern isn't better than Connor Williams, and I'm sure that's an ongoing competition. But whatever they're trying to put together, just the synergy between the offensive line may have changed so much so that you couldn't put out a, a dominating performance or one where the offense even got clicking. Um, so. Look, I just feel as though we we have this mentality in football as football fans, as people that appreciate the sport, that there's a next man up mentality. And that sounds good in theory, but I think what Isaiah is saying is that, look, when you replace guys like this on your offensive line or you have skill position guys that you count on, rely on heavily that are not there, it changes the whole complexity of your offense. And there's nothing you can do. It's a technicality that's different than than – anything on the defensive side of the football, the fact that you have that continuity, that's been a buzzword around these, these parts since Mike McCarthy arrived, was no. continuity and and continuing to, to have that, that relationship back and forth. And it's kind of what Rob said yesterday. I don't know if, the, if they would have thought Tyron Smith was inactive for the Kansas City game. I don't know if they make that change this week. Mm-hmm. I think if they knew going into the week that, Tyron Smith was going to be out. I don't know if Connor Williams would have been taken out for Connor McGovern. I think it would have been the same five that we saw a week prior. Then you wait for Tyron Smith to do it. But I think they they were probably disappointed in the fact that Tyron wasn't available. You look like you wanted to say something there. Yeah, I, I mean, I don't know. That's a toss-up. Yeah, I don't know. I, That's I'm just throwing that out there. I, mean, I feel like they were working McGovern in there. I feel like for the, the weeks leading up to that, they were getting him so. warmed up. And Jerry said it was a separate decision. I mean, yeah. they they've seen the penalties – you're going to Arrowhead. Yep. They felt like they needed to make a change, yeah. but but yeah, I think it certainly would have helped have to have a, that a continuity. Vet, yeah, right there next to you. Yeah. yeah. All right, let's go to Ted in Houston. Ted, what's going on? You're on Talking Cowboys. How's it going, guys? What up, Ted? Hey, I just wanted to uh, say that I think Callen uh, is getting too cute out there on the red zone. He, he tries to go east and west instead of north and south, and I think he he puts stalls in our offense there, and I think he could do a better job of you know running it consecutive times with Zeke or Pollard because uh, the run game was there, you know. Looking back, and he just didn't run it consecutive times, and I think he just gets too cute. And I just think if um, I think Mike needs to get in and um, you know help out Kellen with the play call. What do you guys think? Thank you, Ted, for the call. What do you guys think about that in terms of the red zone? Well, P, you just said it. I mean, the, the coaching staff already knew that they went away from the run uh, a little bit, and that's something they should have accentuated a little bit more. I, last year, Kellen Moore, we've been talking about his red zone problems for a while, but this year they seem to cure a lot of them. We hadn't had any problems with it. It's a, And if we're going to go on a game-by-game basis, I'm fine with that too. We just didn't do well in the red zone this game. So uh, you come up against a Las Vegas opponent that is hard horrible in the red zone. They allow their opponents to score 74 times, 74, 74% of the time when you mm. get into the red zone. So I just think, you know, sometimes you you get a game where the right opponent comes in for you and can help you cure some of those woes that are ills that you have. Yeah, they got that tuzzum. Yeah. <laughs> the what? <laughs> they got the what? Tuzzum. What is that? 
<laughs> it's a fix all. It's, it's a hood thing. Okay. Well, I don't know who our sponsor is, so I don't want to. There's a sponsor for everything. There's a sponsor for everything around here. Oh, uh, I don't. I don't disagree with you. I mean, but you know, to Heckman's point, I mean, it's, sometimes you just face a wrong opponent, man, or things just aren't clicking. Last week, things just weren't clicking. So I don't have any concerns with our red zones right now. I think that you know, I think Kellen Moore is still young as offensive coordinator, and he's still learning uh, as, great, as great as he's been. Uh, people still have to give him grace because he's still going back and doing film study on himself and trying to improve uh, just like the players are. Yeah, and just generally, he, he talked about throwing the ball too much and that maybe, the, you know, there's there's a temptation when you've got man coverage on the outside. It's and, open. And you have, and you have <laughs> trust in, in right. your receivers, even without Amari. We trust our guys. Like Dak throwing into the end zone against Traverius Ward and tested mm-hmm. him, and, and it was a pick. But he said, I, "I'll give my guy a chance." You know, how windy was it in in Kansas City? Pretty windy. It was. Yeah. Okay. Now, 14, now, 15 miles an hour. Yeah, depending on Gus. I mean, pregame it was it was very windy down there. Uh, McCarthy, what did he say yesterday? He didn't think it was a major factor, but he said it was like a six to eight yard difference or so, something like that. With wow. Them. It was windy. It okay. was windy. Hmm. Yeah. All right, let's take our second break. When we come back, we'll take one more call and wrap things up here on this edition of Talking Cowboys. Want to use what the pros use? How about the official men's skincare brand of the Dallas Cowboys, Jack Black? Right now, you can get the Jack Black Starter, a curated collection of Cowboys locker room favorites for just 10 bucks with free shipping. The starter includes four Jack Black skincare favorites plus a full-sized intense therapy lip balm. Go to getjackblack.com cowboys and use the code word TEAMJB. That's getjackblack.com cowboys. The Jack Black Starter, 10 bucks, free shipping. At AT&T, everyone, new and existing customers, get our best deals on every smartphone. Why? Because you deserve it. For turning your living room into your office and your gym. For teaching grandma how to video call and teaching her again. It's the button on your left, Nana. Okay, your other left. It's not complicated. Everyone deserves something new. So AT&T has given everyone new and existing customers our best deals with every unlimited plan on every smartphone, even the latest ones. AT&T may temporarily slow data speeds if the network is busy. Restrictions and exceptions may apply. The Cowboys way. Where 16 Hall of Famers and five championships shows us what success looks like. Where turkey is always the second best part of Thanksgiving Day. Where we are all defined by one single thing, the star. Where we as fans know it's our job to keep the tradition going. Bank of America is proud to be the official bank of the Dallas Cowboys and to support the quest of living life the Cowboys way. Copyright 2020, Bank of America Corporation. Before there was a draft, you could size up a cowboy by three simple factors. The crease in his hat, the bend of his brim, and his unbending attitude. A man Stetson didn't just protect him from what life threw at him. It projected a rugged, unstoppable spirit. Stetson hats are still American-made with pride right here in Texas. They're still the unofficial crown of all self-respecting cowboys. And Stetson is proud to be on the field with America's team. Find a retailer nearest you at stetson.com cowboys. Back to Talking Cowboys. Whether you're watching from home or you're cheering in the stands with SLR lenses, you can see every exciting play. <laughs> Book an appointment at your local SLR experts and see what SLR can do for you. See more, do more SLR on Talking Cowboys. <laughs> 
Isaiah hit it that time. Buy it. Yeah, break you, break you buy. I'll take it off a cow's check. You got ESPN checks. You got ESPN checks, man. Stop it. I cry. Yeah. That side of the table is doing great. Yeah. Seriously, can we can we learn how to do that? Can we can we at least get on ESPN for like the little cornhole or something like that? Cornhole with CBZ. Ooh, that's an idea. Yeah. I'll be your cornhole partner. We've got to don't, vol- yeah. don't volunteer to be his partner. Oh, I will it be. Is, oh, I will be your partner. It's better to be my partner than be against me. <laughs> yeah. That's cocky. Is that a challenge? No, it no, is no. a challenge. No. It's it's totally no. it's a hecma. fact. Ask I throw hecma. things for a living, sir. Ask Hekma. And he, and, and, and he takes care. you to a bar where they have pictures of him everywhere. Oh, it's dude, like, don't oh. do it. Well, is that a shrine? Hey, I will. I will play you in cornhole. No, don't you play me in bowling. I don't. Okay, let's I, do it. I'm I, I'm horrible at bowling, <sighs> and Isaiah's horrible at cornhole. So this is uh, that is not true, yeah. sir. All right. <laughs> I mean, I think my best game was like a one. Oh, this dude. I have, so. I have custom boards made. Yeah, that's right. You're All not right. the only one. Then, I know yeah. I'm not. I know I'm not. The cornhole's real. He got it. <laughs> I, have, I have a client that I train that she, her, and her husband travel for uh-huh. cornhole tournaments. They had it's not a game. Oh, yeah, dude, I believe different. it. I believe it. All right. Uh, let's get one more call in here before we wrap things up. Jordan in Maryland. What's up, man? You're on Talking Cowboys. Hey, how's it going, fellas? What's going yeah, on, Jordan? Be more. Hey, um, so I want to ask you guys, how how concerned are you with Tyron Smith's health for the rest of the season? And if, let's say he was to come back and – and re-aggravate his injury again, what can Dallas do to um, avoid what happened on on Sunday? I mean, come January, you know, we're going to have Vaughn Miller, Aaron Donald, mm-hmm. and Dax Faith. You know, they, they, have to, they have to figure something out. Um, and this message is kind of just for Cowboys Nation. Uh, it's just, it, it was just one game, you know, um, I just I just watched Buffalo get stomped on their home field, forty-one to fifteen. Tampa just lost a couple weeks ago to Washington. It's 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 a week-to-week league. Um, Rams have lost two straight. I mean, the Rams lost, and then they they have to play Green Bay on Sunday. So you're going to have a chance to to jump one of these teams in the NFC. Um, I don't I don't think it's all doom and gloom like people may seem. Uh, you know, they're making it seem like it's the same old Cowboys. But I, I've seen enough from this team throughout the season that I think that they're legit. Um, I think that they have a chance to to really make a run in the postseason if they can uh, stay healthy on the offensive line. And um, yeah, I'm just I'm not giving up on this team. I, no. I have them getting to the NFC Championship game, mm. and I got them playing Green Bay. Let's do it. Um, I don't think <laughs> seeding doesn't matter. Um, what matters is you get into the postseason. And you're determined to win. Your willingness to fight, that's going to keep them going. Um, so, all right, bye. Oh, okay. Chris wanted to we're, end that we're one. We're way over. Come on. We got to get to Yeah, we, okay. Let's, all right. Chris is trying I mean, to I, hurry I us up. I a three-minute call. Get, Man, okay. I was going to ask him to send the obey. Yeah, yeah, I liked what he was saying. He's right. He's right. He's exactly right. Every team's, every team's right. got flaws. And it's, it's a long-ass season. There's seven games left, you know? A lot of time to get it right, but you got to stay healthy. Like you said, you got to stay healthy. You can't be too banged up. No. And offensive line, are you concerned about Tyron Smith long term? Yes, no, maybe? Because my answer is a resounding yes. Steven Jones said no once he comes back. So to me, if it's more about the high ankle than the Spurs, because the Spurs don't 
go away. Yeah. But if it's more about the high ankle, then yeah, if he comes you back, you're not concerned about it. We'll okay. See. Isaiah? I'm not confident. Yeah. I'm kind of there too. I need him to be healthy, but I agree with P that, you know, if, if they feel like the last three weeks and giving him off is going to have him healthy for the, the, the long stretch, then I'm all for it because we got some. We got some heat coming, and got December some. hasn't been kind to us. Uh, so let's let's make it work. No, not at all. All right, Jordan. Once again, thanks for the call. Thanks to everybody who gave us a call today. But that does it for us here on Talking Cowboys. Join us tomorrow. We're previewing the Cowboys offense versus the Vegas defense, and we give our picks for the weekend. As it's a say it with your chest Wednesday on Talking Cowboys for Chris Beam in the back for Rob Phillips, Isaiah Stanback, Heckma Harrison. I'm Kyle Yeoman saying so long. We'll see you tomorrow on Talking. Cowboys. This has been a production of DallasCowboys.com and the Dallas Cowboys Football Club. How about this, Cowboys? Yeah!